What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast, episode 204, I believe. Got another NFL Wednesday for you here. We talked a little bit of golf at the beginning. Then, obviously, we went over last week's slate, week two. Following that, we talked a little college football begrudgingly. Sean even does this shit to me on my birthday. I know, I can't believe it either. After that, we made our picks for the week. Follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports, on Instagram, Sorry underscore sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. Sean and I discussed fixing it today, so we're moving in the right direction. And enjoy the pod. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It's episode 204. Tom, we got week two to look over. We've got week three picks to make, but most importantly, you got a birthday in a few hours. So, yes, sir. You're doing 27, man. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, my friend. You may be the first person to actually wish me happy birthday on my real birthday because we might still be doing this thing. It's 10:53 Eastern time. That's right. Oh, I plan I plan on it, so. Awesome, man. So, yeah, you know, before we get started, I just wanted to say um, I apologize to everybody. Hand up. Um, we jumped the gun a little bit on the Ryder Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. You texted me and said that it's actually this coming weekend, but they you moved also it texted for me. I was just going to say, you also texted me saying that they moved it just to make sure it was on your birthday weekend, so. Yes, um... You know, I just wanted – I knew it was that all along. I just really wanted people to, to get ready and get excited. I want to go hikes. You know, it actually works out perfectly for me too because this weekend's college football slate is not very good. So I will have plenty of Was time it last weekend and you went to Rice? Yeah, I did. Yeah, How yeah, was yeah. it? We need to hear about that before we get going. Oh, sure. It was fucking great, man. Um, stadium's huge. Seats 100,000. There was probably like 70,000 there. Oh, even for uh, a rice game, huh? I know. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Texas kicked the living shit out of them. We left at the end of the third quarter. It was 52 nothing at that point. Mm. But actually, it was kind of cool to go to a game where it was a blowout because you got to kind of take it all in instead of having to dedicate all your focus to a drive or a play that could win or lose the game. So it was fun. Are you a Texas fan now? I definitely root for them. I told you that, but that they were my favorite team. Had me hanging by a thread before I left to the UT game. So yeah, they were playing uh, who? Little Sisters for the Blind. Alabama. Yeah, didn't they play some joke ass team? They played Florida, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. The week before they played somebody easy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That game was not close. Yeah, no, this game was great. Uh, we'll talk about it when we do our little college football recap at the end, because even though it's your birthday... You didn't mention it to that. me, so that's that's great to hear um, that I'm going to be doing that. But I'll get another PGA thing in. Shout out to my boy Max Homa getting his third win on tour. Oh, boy. And yeah. now Brooks and... Uh, Brooks, Brooks and, and Bryson. Uh, a little, Bryson little are having talk. dinner. Went out to dinner. Let me tell you, I'm not going out to dinner with my enemies, including Maddie PP, anytime soon. But <laughs> listen, they coexist for the week, and then Bryson's doing his stupid long drive competition. Um, maybe he'll win it. That that honestly, that's kind of interesting. I'd rather watch that's that Monday, than the Yankees right, right now. Um, yeah, it's like legit right after. So we're yeah. gonna we're gonna see how that goes. I'm sure there'll be stuff on the Instagrams about it. You still on Instagram? 
Um, technically on it. I'm not really on it, but yeah. Uh, I follow a lot on Twitter. Uh, I get my news from there. I'm good. Oh, good. You sound like an anti-vaxxer. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's anything anything <laughs> close to a cop from that. That's just what they say. Oh, I get my news from Twitter. Um, but I'll leave it at that. I'm going to leave Well, you get yours that. from Instagram, so... Just my golf news. Yeah. I mean, I, this I, isn't I, groundbreaking I, stuff. No, I mean, Have I'm you, getting my... All right, big I, question I was referring here. to golf here. Yeah, sure. Big question. Have you watched the Yankees? No, I have not. Good, I've been good, good stuff. I, I checked the scores, like I said, last week. I saw they swept Texas. They're supposed to sweep Texas. This past weekend, they lost, what, two of three to Cleveland. So, no, I have yeah. not been watching the games. Nope. I mean, they lose, They win 8 nothing. then they turn around and lose nothing. then they lose 11-1. to I, I just remember the scores somehow, but I didn't watch a single inning. Um, that was that was all I needed to see to know that I was vindicated by not watching the games. No, you've been right, and I've I've been vindicated too. It feels refreshing to check the scores, but not feel like I have to turn it on because I just I know it's going to happen. I'm going to turn it on. I'm going to get sucked back in. And I, I told you a couple weeks ago, I can't do that again, man. I just can't. All right, man. We'll we'll talk a little more, you know, about life at the end. So you ready to jump into last week? Let's do it. All right, I guess we'll begin with the locals. Starting on Thursday night, your New York Giants in a much closer game than we anticipated lose on kind of a head scratcher of a game. Referees were a little shaky in this game, thirty to twenty-nine. How'd you feel? I mean, you know exactly how I feel. I did my rant last week, and when I was going off on my rant. I said, everything's exactly the same. And it carried over into this game. This was a winnable game. They snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. This is a team that continues to find new ways to lose. And nobody talks about it because everybody just assumes they suck. And part of sucking is losing games like this. Yeah, the referees, I mean, they had some questionable calls. No question about it. But when you're a bad team, you put the refs often in the position to make those calls. Um, the one positive I have from this game is Daniel Jones played really, really well. Um, Sam Darnold all... played well in some games too, my friend. Yeah, but, I mean, this was a huge year for him, right? I mean, he put them in position to win this game. He had a rushing touchdown that was called back from a very questionable offensive holding downfield. And he threw a perfect dime pass to Slayton in the end zone yeah. that was just playing dropped. I mean, we've seen this with Jones at times before. He, he, he did not turn the ball over which was very important. No fumbles, no picks. He had a really good QB rating. I forget what it was off the top of my head, but let's just Probably put it this the way. 90s, he, yeah, he put, he put them in position to win that game. The, and the defense, once again, really, really shit the bed. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the Lawrence play at the end. Something something that was supposedly a little bit of a strong suit for your guys, your defense, um, that's gone out the window in the first two weeks. Bradbury got absolutely cooked. By Oof. by um, what's his face? Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, the real scary Terry. Um, that guy's a beast. Oh, he's a monster. But Bradbury was locking those kind of guys down last year, and I know he had the one interception, but he's not played well. The entire defense has not played. Quarters well. and kickers, man. Unless you get a great one, they're like closers. There's yeah, not two Marianos out there. Um, anything else on your Giants? I I I liked what I saw out of the offense. Defense is putrid. And and you guys are going to miss the playoffs due to your defense. Yeah, and I think too is they 
this game to me, the last point I'll make is is this game to me is on Joe Judge. You know, we we can't talk about how great of a coach he is and then have games like this where they lost because of bad inopportune mistakes and penalties where he's supposed to be a disciplinarian. So hopefully it gets better and they rectify things, but man, that was just that was just a brutal loss. It absolutely was. You ready to talk about my Jets? I think I'm ready to listen to you talk about your Jets. Listen, the kid had four picks. I think he had four completions in the game, something like that, something bad like that, real bad. Um, I mean, <clears throat> you're going against Bill Belichick, who eats rookie quarterbacks alive. He looked like he didn't know what was going on out there. This team is absolutely decimated. The offensive line is in a hell of a lot of trouble. Um, Corey Davis is your only wide receiver aside from a little bit of more. Your running game's terrible. Your defense, which it looked kind of, it, it looked okay, but what can you really do when your quarterback throws four picks and you guys are absolutely gassed? I mean, honestly, Sean, I, I know it doesn't matter in a, in a twenty-five to six game, which felt like it was a fifty to six game. But I go back to the backup quarterback, man. This guy's getting, one, he's getting no guidance. And two, if you have a reliable backup quarterback that you're confident can can actually go out there and manage a game, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still coming off of this cold that I just can't kick. Um, you know, you have a reliable backup quarterback. He's in there, and, and Zach Wilson throws two, maybe three picks instead of four. You know, I wasn't sure if you were going to bring that up on your own or if I was going to have to ask it to you. And I'm glad that you did, and I agree with everything that you said. You know, and I understand the other side of the argument, whereas, hey, listen, he's going to get the reps. He's got to have go through his growing pains. And I just, I, I I just hate the argument that everybody brings up that Peyton Manning took his lumps. Well, you know, I hate to tell you, but Peyton Manning is, is probably the greatest, if not the second greatest quarterback of all time. Right, 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 and a lot of quarterbacks who didn't amount to anything also had growing pains. You know, Eli Manning had that zero point zero QB rating in that game in Baltimore his rookie year, and he was able to get through it. But he had a Kurt Warner, you know, there to help him out. And I do think this was a perfect game where if you had a veteran backup, you say, "Listen, you clearly aren't seeing the field. If you have as many completions as turnovers, I mean, that's." That's as bad as it gets, right? So you bring in a veteran. You say, hey, buddy, sit down. It's okay. We're going to go over the game film, and and you're going to do it with a, a Josh McCown-type player. I, I don't know why they don't have that kind Zach of guy. Completion out. had 19, by the way. complete. He had 19 completed passes, 210 yards, four interceptions. Yeah, so he must have gotten all those in garbage time because I think you're right. There was a point where when he threw his fourth pick, he had four completions. Yeah, and that's about when I turned off the game. Fair. Yeah. I mean, the kid was obviously dying out there. I mean, and he had no lifeline. I get the point of you're going to stick with him and, and you got to take your lumps and you got to you got to really try to fight it off. But at the same point is when is enough enough in a game like that where I don't think you're doing anything positive by letting him go out there and complete a couple passes when the defense isn't really trying. Absolutely. And it's it's I don't I mean, you can't even – can you blame coaching just because they don't have anybody? No. I, I, I think the, the thing that you want to see with the coaching is does he take his does – he, does he get a little bit better as the weeks go on and is the team staying together? Because that's not what we saw in a lot of those Adam Gase uh, games, especially last year. 
Absolutely. Well, we're going to find out, right? We're going to find out. But, yeah, I agree with you about your defense, though, by the way. I thought that they played really well for the situation they were put in. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's never easy at any level when, you know, you're, you're, you get a, you either get a stop because the defense was pretty stout, 25 points, mostly came off good field position and whatnot, and then you're running right back out there two seconds later. Hey, let me ask you, you you have four downs to catch your breath. No, no, God, no. They were, they were, they were completely out of it the entire game. Um, let me ask you real fast on the other side of the field. What do you think of uh, Mac Jones and how the Patriots look? Because to me, honestly, that game, like you said, it felt like fifty to six. They didn't play that all that well, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's that's a Belichick win more than anything. It was pretty pedestrian, but I don't think you're going to be able to see too much except you know Mac go out there and protect the ball because he doesn't really have to do much else. Yeah, and he's known for that, right? He's he's not a turnover guy. No, he threw for 186 yards, um, and, you know, he didn't need to do anything. So I can't really take anything away from the Patriots when you dominate a team like that. And, and, sure. And it seems like, in, in seemingly in a non-dominant fashion, that was a coach win. That's a, really, that's a really good way of putting it. All right, you ready to move on to the next game? Because I'm definitely ready. Yeah, I am too. All right, first game I got on the docket here on my scores, I got Bills-Dolphins. Bills 35, Dolphins 0. Um, Tua, your boy, goes out with a tough rib injury. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be a more long-term injury than some may think. I think it's going to take a couple of weeks to recover and just get back on the field. And then even when he does get back on the field, he's definitely going to be wearing some type of protection um, to guard those ribs. Uh, Josh Allen did what he had to do. Only 179 yards, two touchdowns, but... This game was over early, 14-0 in the for- first quarter, and the Bills did not look back. Um, I think you picked Buffalo. Good job by you. Um, Thank you. And the Dolphins, listen, Will Fuller's still not back, quote-unquote personal reasons. I don't think it matters. Jacoby Brissett's playing. Uh, the Colts didn't like him enough to keep him around. He's just a backup anyways, although I'd like him on the Jets. Um, yeah, Dolphins aren't making the playoffs this year. No shot, no shot. And this game was so predictable. And their defense after. did not look very good either. No, but again, they had an offense that was not capable of converting really any kind of positive plays, especially once Tua went out. And You know, this was an easy pick for me simply because of the fluky nature, like I said, of the way that Pittsburgh beat Buffalo and Buffalo. There was no way they were going to go 0-2. Um, yeah, I think now is, you know, if I could rewind our, our tape with Will when we did our preview and I knew this happened, I would feel a lot differently about Tua because I will contest it has nothing to do with skill. I still don't know why they don't trust him, but the injuries is now, it, it, it's gotten into really dangerous territory. Injury-prone category. Yeah, they're probably going to cost him his career because, I mean, whether it be the ribs or the hip or the knee or whatever, I mean, he just cannot stay on the field. Tough scene for Miami, but I will say if there's a Dolphins fan out there listening – there is light at the end of the tunnel. Just root against the Texans in every single game because you do have their pick. Yep, yep. And and the the rumors of Deshaun to Miami are going to get louder and louder as the season goes on. Yeah, just give them back their pick. There you go, yeah. Um, all right, moving on to the next game. Bills look great, by the way. They, they look like the class of the AFC. And that first game of the season was a bit of a fluke. And, I mean, keep in mind, I, I listened to Jonathan, Jonathan Vilma, who I thought was like one of the best 
pod guys I've listened to in a long time breaking down football on Rosillo's podcast. He was amazing, and he's like the first three to four weeks of preseason anyways. Yeah, he was great. I listened to that podcast as well. And Steve Young also has been saying that really since the new CBA came into effect in 2011. He's like, you pretty much have to look at the first month as preseason games. So it's good that that's becoming more and more of the philosophy because, yeah, it's really the first time these guys are getting any live action. I know, and you go out and you say from a gambling standpoint, which I'll, I'll cry in my pillow to you later, um, <laughs> you know, I could take advantage of these lines, but sometimes you just don't know. You never know when the season starts because what you and I have talked about it in past seasons, like you, you still probably think of a team the way that they were the year prior until like what week five, week six. Yep. So, absolutely. All right, you ready to move on to the next game? Yes, sir. All right, two more non-playoff teams in your eyes. I did have the Bears making the playoffs. The Bears beat the Bengals twenty to seventeen. Joe Burrow. Began his comeback a little bit too early. Justin Fields is in. I think that's the story of this game. That's all I really can take away. I don't think the Bears are all that good, um, even though I have them making the playoffs. I, I could have been wrong on that one. Their defense isn't as stout as I originally pictured. But Justin Fields is in now. He, he was announced starter. It's exciting news. It's got to be exciting news if you're a Bears fan. Um, yeah, Burrow... He made some big time plays later on with Chase and Higgins, but too late. Couple, couple gifted interceptions there for Chicago. Three in a row. Roquan Three plays yeah. in a row. Roquan Smith ran one back for six. I mean, that Bears defense can still get takeaways. They give up a lot of yards, and then yeah, if you're if you're a Bears fan or anybody that has Justin Fields in fantasy or just wants to see young quarterbacks, this is going to be exciting. Now he was named QB one with Dalton getting knocked out of the game. How, how who knows how long he'll be out. And uh, this is his chance now. This is his chance to really take take this team over. And I obviously still think that no matter how good he is, the talent around him is not all that great. Um, he's gonna get he's gonna get knocked down a lot with that offensive line. But if he makes a few plays that makes Bears fans excited, you probably got your guy for the next five to ten years. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he performs. Ready to move on to the next game. I hope he plays well and they lose every game. Yes. <clears throat> I hear you on that. Giants do have their pick, just uh, just to remind everybody why Sean's such an anti-Bears guy this year. Okay. Um, Broncos-Jaguars. So has USC – USC has definitely reached out. Has Urban Meyer picked <laughs> up the phone? Um, you know, I, I knowing Urban Meyer, I would say yes. Yeah, Urban Meyer is going to have – I think he's going to retire due to heartburn. Um, from the NFL, and the Jaguars are going to be like, oh, we're going to pay out his full contract. I don't know, maybe he's got nudes on somebody. Um, there you go. And then he he's doesn't seem to like USC. that kind of guy, but uh, well, listen, uh, he definitely does. That was sarcasm. <laughs> he, he's going to do a lot of other shady shit. I don't know if it's that, but yeah, it's um. Listen, Broncos it, defense looks stout. Maybe by the bye week, he's gone. If he wants to be gone. Um, yeah, Broncos defense looks really good. 23-13. Trevor Lawrence does not look that good, but he still makes a couple throws in the game that make you go, okay, obviously this guy's Oh, he's going to be excellent. But yeah. he's just got no offensive line. A couple of his weapons, LaVisca Chenault went out. Um, yep. You know, they're not running James Robinson enough still. He's still using Carlos Hyde. Um, and this offensive line is decimated, not a very good defense. So I could see why they lost by 10 to the Broncos. I mean, for me, with Urban Meyer, it's 
would I rather be in Jacksonville or Southern California? I know my answer. And the last thing, too, on that, did you see his, his quote today? I think it was today. It was either today or yesterday where he said, yeah, playing in the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. Yeah, and no like, shit. Did you not know that coming hmm. in? Like, that's uh, not I thought a, it was going to be a, a little easier. Sign. Yeah, you're not playing mid-majors here, dude. No, every single person in the NFL could probably have played for Alabama. Absolutely. All right, moving on to the next game. Texans, Browns. I, I have to say this about the Texans because it was only, you know, as decimated as their roster is, it was only a 10-point win, and I feel like the Texans, no matter who their quarterback is, although Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, or excuse me, Tyrod Taylor got hurt. I was back yep. on the Broncos there. Um, <laughs> they're going to give you a game. Yes, yeah, so far they've been very frisky. But let's talk about let's talk about the only thing that really matters in this game, and that's the play. The play. Do you know what I'm talking about? about, I don't actually. What is the play? All right, so there was it was it was I believe third and long, third and fourteen, fifteen, and the the Texans have the ball. They they throw it. It's incomplete. Goes to a fourth down, but there's a penalty on the play. Oh no! I'm sorry. It goes. It was a completed pass. Goes to fourth and two. There's a penalty on the play. So if you accept the penalty, Sean, are you following me here so far? I'm following you. I'm locked in. If you accept the penalty, it goes to third and ten. If you decline the penalty, it goes. It stays at fourth and two. The Texans elected to decline the penalty, stick at fourth and two, and then their fourth down play was to punt. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it had to have been just about those yards? Yeah, like, let's pin them back here. Are you fucking kidding me? That's bad. Well, that's that's a, that's a bad decision by a first-year head coach, right? I mean, he's oh. going to make his mistakes, but that's brutal. That's the second worst play I've ever seen in the history of football. Third worst. Mark Sanchez, butt fumble. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets <laughs> fan. Second is probably the Patriots were involved in the first two. I'm surprised they weren't involved in this one. Second one was the one the Patriots and the Colts with that punt package. Oh, yeah, that was rough. And then there's this one where mm. you decline the penalty and fourth and two, we can call that, I know they could say third and manageable, we'll call that fourth and manageable. There's a lot of things you can do there and you decide to punt. Unbelievable. You know, these these coaches who come in who are especially rookie head coaches, some even a little bit more established but probably not winning a lot, they play so many games not to lose. So is that what the... But, is that what the analytics tell you to do there, is to punt? I mean, if it's you're going to do that, play basically do a redo with some with, with less yards and and get yourself another, you know, 14 yards, and there's your first down. Listen, I'm with you, and, and at that point in the game, I don't know if Taylor was in or if the rookie, uh, what is it, Mills was in, but at that point, if you're going to decline the penalty, that means that you are feeling ambitious. You're on the road. You're a team that's playing with a little bit of house money, right? Some people predicted them to lose every game. They're already 1-0. and Maybe you can punk Cleveland in the dog pound and to just lie down and kick a, and punt the ball away there instead of even going for it or accepting the penalty and having a third and 10. It sounds like they were just trying to get off the field, and that's, that's a losing mentality if I'm a player on the team. Uh, or a fan of the team, I'd be red hot. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in that. 
Moving on to the next game, because that's all we really have to talk about there. We know the Browns are a good team and the Texans aren't. Rams-Colts. Carson Wentz, same old shit, different day. Rolls an ankle. He looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks. We're going to see what this guy, who apparently they really like, Jacob Eason, has. Oh, God. Um, this game was never really as close as the score at 27-24. to 24. Uh, The Colts scored 10 points in the fourth quarter, where the Rams were just in protect, offense, in protect defense and punting. Um, Rams look good. Colts don't. Yeah, I felt like uh, there was a little to be, little left to be desired there from the LA side. I agree with you. I'm glad you said that. I, I think you got to step on the throat a little bit more and and not play, not to lose towards the end there in the fourth quarter. Right, especially when Jacob Eason, who's the guy you were talking about, came into the game. Wentz, by the way, has sprains in both his ankles, so who hmm. knows how long he'll be out. He said he's not ruling himself out for this Sunday. We'll see if the coaching staff and training staff thinks otherwise. But yeah, Jacob Eason, my God, he sucks. And he was another guy that I just couldn't understand what made people like him so much when he was a former Georgia uh, recruit that went to Washington and he didn't accomplish a lot there, no matter how highly they were ever ranked at times. Uh, He does not have much talent at all. And if he has to play, you mentioned Brissett's gone. If he has to play any legitimate time for Indianapolis, this is a a boat that's going to sink fast. Yeah, I, I see them being pretty fucking bad, not going to lie to you. All right, ready to move on to the next game? Yeah. We got Raiders, Steelers, um, Ben Roethlisberger somehow throws for 295 yards, and I don't think any of his passes made it six yards past the line of scrimmage. Um, Derek Carr they never do. is an MVP favorite right now. I know he's a little dinged up with an injury, but I think he's going to play this week. The Raiders look great. We got to give our boy uh, John Gruden a little credit where it's deserved, right? Oh, for sure. And we I think do. he I'm... finally might not. Maybe he doesn't trust Derek Carr, but I don't think he hates his guts anymore. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, I think that they both realize that this maybe is he a... called off the hit. He was like, "All right, you don't have to kill him." Yeah, we'll we'll work out the contract maybe another time. But yeah, this is. This is the thing to me with the NFL. I I know we didn't do our QB tiers this year, and it's a little unfortunate, but I know we were kind of crunched for time. But there's so many – we live in such a time now with quarterbacks where you either suck or you're great or you have promise or you don't, and there's no in-between. And I feel like if we just take a second to watch players play – Derek Carr is a winning franchise quarterback. That doesn't mean he's a Super Bowl MVP. That doesn't mean that they're ever going to win a championship with him or he's going to be the reason they win. But he's a franchise quarterback. You know how many teams in the NFL would love to have a Derek Carr on their roster right now? I'll put my hand up. I'll put my hand up right now, too. He's a really competent, good quarterback, and he has been for a while. For whatever reason, Gruden didn't trust him. And you see now, with more talent around him between Jacobs, who I know didn't play, but you got Henry Ruggs, who just runs past everybody. Obviously, Darren Waller. He's got got tools to work with, and and he's so far really performing at a high level. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, I'm excited to see... How they do this week against Miami? I, I think that's an easy win, especially with Miami playing. Uh, who's their backup? Oh, Brissett. Brissett. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, you ready to move on to the next game? Yes, sir. All right, so the uh, the chariot has turned into a pumpkin on the <laughs> Jameis Winston Cinderella story, but it is still a chariot. 
for Sam Darnold. 305 yards, two touchdowns, 26 wow, to you. 7. Um, I got to give the defense of the Panthers a lot of credit here. They really stifled this team, shut down the run game. They look fast. They don't even have any of their na- brand name players like Thomas Davis or Luke Keekley anymore. I don't even know who's playing defense there, but they're doing a good job. And, and the Panthers are going to beat who they're supposed to beat, and they're going to lose who they're supposed to lose soon and be right around 500 because that's the quarterback they have and that's the coach they have. Very well said again. Um, what about the Saints, have- though? The Saints, to me, is this could be exactly what the Saints are this year. So they go out there, they get relocated to Jacksonville, they're practicing in Texas. They absolutely destroy Green Bay. It's the signature win. Wow, I can't believe they won and won that easily. Winston goes off. Everything looks good. One thing that we need to discuss is there was a COVID outbreak on that Saints coaching staff, and seven assistant coaches were not present for the game. I don't know. You and I have not sniffed NFL football, so we don't know how much of an impact that has. It's got to have something. Team, but it has to have something because you can't go out there and have a game like that. I know it was on the road. I they know should Carolina's have more than seven defense, points. But my God, dude, that was Jameis in a nutshell, wasn't it? You see the great one week and you see the terrible the next. The running game wasn't there. And as badly as I'd like to criticize New Orleans, we have to give it up for the reasons, like you said, to Carolina. Darnold again played well, and he doesn't have to do a lot there as long as he's got McCaffrey and he doesn't make stupid turnovers. Yeah, he's got incredible skill positions there. I would love some of those guys on the Jets. Obviously McCaffrey, anybody would love him. And more as well, and, and his old boy Robbie Anderson. They've got a great, they've got a great uh, group of young guys out there, and I think they're only going to get better. I, I was happy to see Sammy Boy with another win, my sweet, sweet baby boy. That's right. Yeah, you got to have some sentimentality for him. And he, t- again, takes the high road there. He was asked in the post game, you know, about the Jets situation, and he just doesn't say anything bad. That's he, He's he's a very commendable person and, and a good player, and I'm happy he's in the situation he's in now where he can kind of just be himself. Absolutely. Ready to move on to the next game? Mm-hmm. Niners-Eagles. Niners' defense looked really stout. Jimmy G managed this game like Jimmy G does. Um, doesn't matter what running back they throw in there. It seems to me like they're going to be successful. They'll run, you know, quick little shovel passes or or handoffs to Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk if he ever plays this year. Jesus Christ Almighty. Maybe I'll trade low for him in fantasy. I don't know. I'll keep that Maybe. between us gals. Um, <laughs> and, you know, from the other side, I was really disappointed in the Eagles. I know this 49ers defense is good. But Hurts disappointed me. Um, I mean, I, he only had 190 yards passing. I know he had a rushing touchdown and a – and 82 yards rushing, but th- this team is better than this. Are they, though? I think they are. I know you do because you were really turned on by what they did in Atlanta, and, and Atlanta's defense stinks. The the Nor- Niners' defense doesn't, but I was a little worried here because I didn't know if San Francisco was going to score any points because the Eagles' defense, that shows to be pretty legit. But, yeah, man, to me, the Eagles, I mean – Listen, they, they might have more talent on the offense than I'd like to admit, but they don't. If, if Hertz doesn't have a couple vintage plays and you really force him to be a pocket quarterback, he doesn't. He's not going to beat you. He's just not. Yeah. 
He's going to get all, like, listen, he's my fantasy quarterback this year. He's still got me 30-something points. He's going to get you 82 yards, which is huge, in the garbage time. But you're right, he's not going to win you games. They need to get Devonta Smith more involved. Yeah, and they, they will. Uh, I'm sure that they're going to find ways to do it. The question is, is, does the offensive line make enough plays? Does the defense make enough plays to keep them in games? You look up and down the NFC East, and I know we, we still have to talk about Dallas, but... There's just this is going to be another year where I legitimately think that the winner of this division is going to be a seven or eight win team. I don't know, man. I might disagree with you on that one, but let's move okay. on to the next game: Falcons, Buccaneers. Tampa Bay's defense is awful, and their offense is not that much better. Matt Ryan's got to get the ball to his playmakers more if he ever wants to win a game again. That being Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts, and Calvin Ridley. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I, you know they've been a frustrating team of mine for a long time, and you and I both picked them to be a playoff team and, win, and go second in that division. That's sure not going to happen. Like no, it is not. Um, Carolina way ahead of them, and New Orleans probably is too. And you look at Tampa, and they're the class. What more can you say about Gronk and Brady? They put up 40, 48 points. It's just it, they, the defense let the Falcons get a little bit more back into it, right? But they put the clamps down when they had to, and Brady threw for five more touchdowns. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, Tampa is – I mean, Brady, we don't have words. We don't even have to talk about him anymore. Tampa's good. Falcons aren't. Moving on to the next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals beating the Minnesota Vikings in a very Vikings and Kirk Cousins way to lose 33-34. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you – Although Cousins was not the culprit in this no. in this game, he he played very well and he got them in position. And the radio announcer, I still think, believes that that kick was made. Did you listen to that call? Um, I didn't even watch the game. I watched the field goal, and I could have called that game and said it was no good. I don't know what angle they put them at in the press box, but maybe that guy needs to go get some glasses. Yeah, the the Vikings play by play guy. If you hear the call. It's like, it's good, he made it, he made it. And the color commentator's like, no, no, he missed it. It was, uh, yeah, it was kind of brutal. That but guy should wait for wait for the refs to make the call from now on. I, I don't understand why they don't. It's You're the on the radio, bro. Signal. It's not like people are watching and they're waiting for you to say something. Like, nobody's going to know. Just wait. The arms are going straight up or they're going across the body. That's something that you could read from another state. Come on, be better. But, yeah, I, I all I'll say about the Vikings is what perfectly what you said. This is a typical Vikings loss. Cousins played great. But I think we should talk more about the Cardinals because this is now they're 2-0. and They escaped this game. They didn't play a great game. But Kyler, once again, he made a couple of plays that were just – I don't know outside of Mahomes if anyone else can do some of the things he can do. Now, he's healthy this year, and he looks like an absolute monster. I think the Cardinals are going to lose to the better teams in this division, um, that being the Rams. And I don't even know if it's the Seahawks, but and the Niners. This is a really this is by far the best division in football. Real under-the-radar signing that we saw manifest on Sunday, too, was an A.J. Green with the touchdown catch. Oh, yeah. I know he's, his best years are past him, obviously, but he can tr- contribute at all and get you a couple TDs you know, more across the season or a couple big third down conversions. This guy, we forget, some people forget how dynamically great he was. That's just another weapon for Kyler to work with. Absolutely. This this NFC West is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. 
It is. Every team's fun to watch. All right, you ready to move on to the next one? We got a few more, yep. Cowboys, Chargers. I was disappointed in the Chargers. Uh, this was a coaching loss. I know I know the guy is brand new. I forgot the guy's name out there. Um, I'm former, blank, too. Former, uh, former Rams, um, what's his face? One of my football fathers, McVay. McVay, McVay. deceitful. Um, but you know what? The Cowboys' rushing attack looks excellent. Tony Pollard looks amazing. Zeke looks... Brandon Staley, by the way. Brandon Staley, yes. Zeke looks pretty good as well. Chargers really concern me because I watched a heck of a lot of this game because they don't have... They don't have... The guy that is coming from the Rams, the defense that he set up, he expects Sue to be in there in the middle. And listen, they have a great they have a great outside linebacker, edge rusher, whatever you want to call him, and Joey Bosa, but Sue ain't in the middle there clogging it up. And if you notice, all those big runs were right up the middle. And yeah, they, they play were. their safeties back. Derwin James is looking looks pro football focus ranked him as the number one safety in football. If he can stay healthy um, you know, that was after week one. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be great. But they play their safeties back, so you're going to be getting 10 yards of carry. Both these teams were marching the ball up and down the field with hardly any. Not a any. single punt. Yeah, hard, they, hardly any And they also, that's another all. thing with the Chargers, and, and most likely the Cowboys too, given the fact that it was only 20-17, to 17, they could not convert in the red zone. They couldn't. Um... And, you know, that, again, seems to be the calling card of, of the Chargers. They they don't really put up points in, in bunches like they should based off their offensive production and how prolific their, their scoring attack should be. It's not even Herbert's fault. Bad play it's calling not throughout this fault. game. And, and you see the difference in the great teams and the teams that just put up good offensive numbers, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the great teams always score touchdowns. The teams with a lot of talent, but the other factors are... A lot of threes and sometimes missing threes. We know the Chargers jinx with their kickers. It happened again. And I want to say this, and this is not an anti-Cowboy thing. This is something that is just a fact. And, yes, I like it being an anti-Cowboy thing, but it's not. Mike McCarthy, I mean, did you watch the end of that game and his clock management? I mean, they, they were in prime position to lose that game because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. Got to be honest. I, I think, listen, if the Cowboys had a better head coach, given the way they've played defense in the first two games, although they lost to Tampa Bay, their defense looked pretty stout, and their offense is probably top three in the NFL, he's going to be the reason why they don't get 11 wins. They got I mean, it wrong they, with the head coach up, again. They give up 29 to Tampa, which is pretty good for week one, and they only give up 17 to that's the Chargers. Ex- that's exactly what I'm saying, man, and he is going to be the reason why they don't win 11 games. I was just reaffirming your point uh, with, with the numbers of the scores that they've given up, and that and that's all it is. is you can't, If you're the Cowboys, you know there's going to be games across the season where you just get gutted. They, you're not going to play great defense overall. They made plays when they had to. They forced Herbert into a pick late in that game when Herbert really should not have made that throw. But overall, they give up so many chunk yards. If they can hold teams to three points in the red zone, I think they consider it a win because they know how dynamic their offense is. A question for you real fast pertaining to the Cowboys' offense. Is this Marcus Pollard's? team now as far as rb1 or does it not really matter Tony Pollard? both him yes thank you tony pollard or does it not really matter knowing that zeke is gonna get plenty of touches too 
I think Zeke's going to out-touch him, but Tony Pollard looks like he's shot out of a cannon every time he runs. Doesn't um, he? Yeah, absolutely. And Zeke's going to play more just because Zeke is probably the best blocking back in the NFL. Um, it's a good question. It's a tough situation to be in for fantasy owners. Um, Pollard's like a flex right now, and if he keeps playing like this, he'll move into an RB2. Zeke's like a low, low-end RB1, RB2. It's scary, and I don't know whose team it is. I still think it's Zeke's just because he's a big-money guy and he's going to play so much. But, man, Pollard is an absolute luxury for the Cowboys to have in real life. He really is, dude. And he provides them so much of a, of a weapon. We're also out of the backfield. But I just love his running style. You know, Zeke is the guy that's going to get you those big three yards when it's third and three or three, third and two, right? But Pollard's the guy that you're going to rip off a couple of nice seven, eight-yard chunk carries to start possessions and give Zeke that break that he needs. I think that the other thing, too, with Dallas is their offensive line looks really good again, and, and that's a scary thing for defenses if Dak has time to sit back in the pocket and survey the abundance of talent he has in the wide receiving court. Yes, absolutely. Amari Cooper and uh, Gallup are both hurt. Bring in CeeDee Lamb, Blake Jarwin, they will be just fine. Um, this offense is not the problem. It's the play calling. Um, I still think the Cowboys win this division. They by far have the most talent of all four teams. Absolutely. All right. Titans, Seahawks in a barn burner in overtime, 33-30. Titans, Derrick Henry exploded in this game after a week. Um, first game in, in week one. Tannehill did what he had to do. Julio Jones had a really good game, which was good to see because he had a terrible first game. Um, touchdown taken away, which was bullshit. Um, Thank you. Because there wasn't enough evidence to overturn that. I understand it if there isn't enough evidence to confirm it either. But if the call, if you can't overturn it on the field, whatever call you called stands. That's just the way it is. Um, Seahawks still looked really good. Uh, I just think they ran into the Titans on the wrong day. I still think they're a playoff team. Okay, I, I, I'll I'll say that they're still a playoff team. But I have to be a little bit more critical uh, than you. You you seem to gloss right past the fact that they had a pretty convincing lead at halftime, and their defense once again folded. Yeah. And and Wilson didn't make many big plays down the stretch of that game. And if you look at what C- Seattle's been over the course of the last few years, which has separated their really great days a few years ago to now, they don't have nearly that invincibility factor that they once did if this was a game in 2014 2015 shit maybe in 2016 this game is a runaway win for seattle and i understand the talent that they had but they have enough talent where you're at home it's not century link anymore it's something new but teams would just go in there and fold if they got down early, especially at halftime in tennessee what i give them so much credit for dude and i'm sure you're going to agree we see so many teams fall behind and try to be something they're not, and they stayed committed to getting Henry fed and getting Henry going because they know how badly they need him this year if they're going to have any any kind of success. And that won them the game. I give Vrabel and that, and that coaching staff a shit ton of credit. Yeah, you're right about the defense. I did kind of gloss over that. And to me, I, I don't know, has the, has the shine – 
kind of uh, gotten a little dull of Pete Carroll? I, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of in this weird spot, right? Over the last few years, it's, they still win games. They're still always a playoff team or on the fringe of it. They might win a game. Russell plays great. They certainly to be, seem to be more of a first-half team than a second-half team. But I, I don't know. I mean, this is a game that they just you can't lose. Absolutely. I still think they're a playoff team. I don't think they're the class of the division. Um, we're going to see a lot over the next two to three weeks. I mean, listen, they were up 24 to 9, like, ugh, at halftime. That's what I'm saying. I, you don't lose those games. I know. I agree with you. I, you're right. I, I might have to reevaluate, and the Cardinals might be on the come up. But I, I'm not I just, saying I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I don't either, but this is a trend that we have seen from them. Like, you right. have to admit that they're not the team that they were when they were winning, you know, seven, seven games a year at home. No, you're definitely right. The home field advantage is no longer in Seattle. There's no more 12th man. 12th man has died. It's dead. Later. Dead. Bury him. All right. <laughs> Sunday night football. This game's got me banging my head against the wall. 36 Ravens, 35 Chiefs. Chiefs defense, man, they got ran all over by Lamar Jackson and thrown all over by Lamar Jackson a little bit too. Hollywood Brown had a good game. Patrick Mahomes did what he could. Um, costly plays at the end of the game or what cost them this game. Lamar Jackson, I thought, really took a step forward this game um, because here's my thing, and, and I, I, I still echo what I said last week where if you need him to sling all over the field – and, and you keep him in the pocket and say, here it is, throw it. Or when it gets tight in the red zone, most importantly, like I said, he's not going to be able to do it. But you know what he said? Fuck it. You can load up the box on me. I'm going to do what I'm best at, and I'm going to run all over you guys regardless. And is that going to last forever? No, but I think it can last till the end of the year. Well, and, and the thing about it, too, is there are certain defenses he's going to struggle against. My question is, is are any of those teams going to be in his way yeah. as, as the playoffs go on? Because the Chiefs' defense is not that good, and we know that. And I, I am expected this game fully to be this kind of game. Maybe not this close, but I expected both QBs and offenses to get theirs. I, I don't know. I, Lamar, I, I was impressed with some of the throws he made. This was a big bounce-back game and a game to get the Still monkey off Still a lot of back. throws, man. Still a lot of throws where, I mean, he had Hollywood Brown on probably the third play of the game wide open on a deep ball, and he overthrows him by 14 yards. Yeah, and I you mean, see guys a lot he, of those. Yeah, and you see a lot of those that he misses, or he doesn't see his the wide-open target, too. Collins worked at a good uh, yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. That's the other problem. Is sometimes he overthrows it, sometimes he underthrows it, sometimes he doesn't even throw it. Yeah, Collinsworth pointed out on the broadcast, and I think he always does a good job of looking at things the next level. And he was showing that Lamar threw for a first down to, I believe it was Andrews. Yep. For a, it was on like a second and four. And he hit him over the middle, and he's a security blanket. But he didn't even see one of the other receivers, I think it was the kid out of SMU, uh, Porsche or Poche, whatever his name is, um, wide open down the seam. That would have been a walk-in touchdown. So yeah. he got the first down, good. But he, the fact he didn't even see that target is—I forget what they ended up doing on that possession. But that's a touchdown, and and we know Mahomes never misses that guy, and that's a big difference in the way that those two quarterback. 
Absolutely. And the Chiefs keep going back to Mahomes and saying, pull a rabbit out of a hat. And nine out of ten times he's going to do that. But unfortunately, he didn't do it this time. Um, Not his fault, though. No, not at all. Uh, Listen, I had the Chiefs multiple money line parlays that... It was it was Sunday Night Football. It was obviously the last leg of the parlay. Had them on multiple teasers. And, I mean, ugh. I yeah, went to Edwards bed with tears in my eyes. I. It was a tough loss, man. It was a tough loss. And, you know, the I just pushed my retirement back probably a couple of years. <laughs> well, it's your birthday now. Maybe you get a little bit of a gift. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but, well, you know. obviously the the fumble is is crucial and it costs Kansas City the game. If I'm Kansas City, I don't worry about it. We're on the road against another team that is expected to contend in the AFC. We'll see them down the line. Mm -hmm. Lamar got his first win against Mahomes. And if you're Mahomes, you say, hey, I did my part. Our defense was good enough to put us in position to win. We had a fluke play that if it doesn't happen, we win this game. No harm, no foul. Let's get back at it. If you're Baltimore, you treat this like, okay, maybe we are taking that next step. So it'll be interesting to see the directions that each of these teams go in now, two weeks down. What did you make of the play call on fourth and one? I thought it was a great play call, but I think all the extra shit is being so manufactured with Harbaugh and Lamar. Yeah, listen, I mean, was it even a great play call or was it just the play call? Well, I think both can be true. Uh, it was definitely you're going to go for it. So when he's asking Lamar, should we go for it? Like, what's Lamar going to say? Like, nah, man, I'm good. Was punt? Like, no. He's the only go for it. listen. The only time that I've really been like, wow, that was cool. When you go behind the scenes of recent times was the Philly special. Sure, but that took serious balls. This, uh, that's this why. Is, and that's right. exactly why I'm like that was fucking sick. Like that play. You know, 50-50 shot, it works, it doesn't. Like, that in the Super Bowl, and they're talking about it. Like, that behind the scenes is cool. This, I don't need it, man. Like, it's so, you're right, it's just so manufactured. The onside kick uh, for New Orleans to start the second half of that Super Bowl. Another cool one. You can throw that one in there. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. And it just took so much, it's like... Okay, they're obviously going to go for it, but I do give Harbaugh a lot of credit for this reason. We talked about coaches. We talked about uh, David Culley uh, in Houston playing not to lose, and that's an issue that a lot of current coaches in the NFL have. And I give Harbaugh credit. He coached that game to win. Yeah, you could punt him back, but you really want to give the ball back to Mahomes? Really? You're not going to do that. So he said, here, I'm going to lay it on the line. Either we win and we drain the clock or we lose going down with our best offense and not giving the ball back to Mahomes with a chance to win. I, I thought it was I thought it was a good call. Exactly, and I think it was the only call there. All right, ready yep. to move on to the final game? Let's do it, man. Aaron Rodgers, R E L A X. Thirty five to seventeen. Lions beat excuse me, the Packers beat the Lions. Rodgers he must have had a perfect QBR. That was a great game. Yeah, it was. Uh, Lions got the had the lead at the half, but did you really ever think that was going to stay? No, and they didn't score a single point after that. Nope. Not much to take away here. No, it was a game that the Packers had to win. Everybody had them winning. Okay, maybe it wasn't as much of a beatdown as some people thought it was going to be, but an 18-point win is fine. And uh, you hit the ground running. You forget week one even happened, and 
now you're one and one and full steam ahead. Absolutely, man. All right, you ready to move on to a little college football before we do our picks? Sure thing. All right, bro, go ahead. I mean, what do you want me to say? I wasn't sure if you wanted to lead off because uh, we got the notes in front of you. So, I'll, okay, I'll tee you up now. So this will be fun. So I'll let you get the first uh, crack at these. Alabama beat Florida 31-29. Uh, this was a hell of a game. Close one, bro. Close one. I, was I don't know if I like this Alabama quarterback as much. And listen, I know he was highly recruited. What is he, a freshman, sophomore, something or another? Yeah, Richard sophomore. I don't know if I like him as much as uh, as Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones probably wouldn't have looked as good when he was a sophomore either. But, yeah, it, it, it goes to show the kind of luxury that Alabama's had at the quarterback position between Hurts, Tua, and Jones. Um, this was the first game they – Mr. Uh, Mr. Young went on the road and had to win a game, and it was sure looked like they were going to cruise. They they were scoring. The defense looked great, but then they they walked. They kind of did a, the thing that Nick Saban hates the most, which is you kind of lose track of the score of the game, and your attention goes away, and their focus goes away. And Florida Florida was in position to win this game. Uh, Alabama's defense made the stop when they needed to, but the way you look at it is you escape the swamp with a victory and. You need to move on and get better. A lot of listen. There's going to be a lot of sweaty boys down in Alabama because they're going to be running hard. Oh yeah, no, they, they will not take that. Uh, but that was that was the headline game of the week, and it was a huge one. Uh, we also have Oklahoma beating Nebraska twenty three sixteen. This game was closer than it should have been. Did you watch any of this one? Um, I caught the highlights. I'm not too worried about it. Oklahoma's the better team. It was closer than it should have been, but. Listen, I, I just think it was it was a kind of a fluky game. Yeah, Rattler needs to start playing better, though. He has not looked That's awesome. for sure. They, they should be sounding the alarms um, in, in Oklahoma for that one. He's got a little bit of complacency to him, which I don't like. So um, hopefully no. he gets better. And, and that's weird on. because, you know, I get it. You still won the game. But, like, as as a quarterback that's as highly touted as him, it's like, I want to dominate because I want to win the Heisman and try and raise my draft stock here. Yeah, for sure. And Oklahoma is the place to put up those points. And he was a—he's a, a thought to be before the season started a Heisman finalist. So he's got to play a lot better than this. But they escape with the win. Good for them. Cincinnati beat Indiana. Indiana went into the season ranked. They haven't won outside of their one. I don't think this wins. They played. I don't think this win's going to look as good towards the end of the year, but. Cincinnati continues to roll. They still only have the four teams in the playoff this year. They're not going to make the playoff. I hate to say it, but they're going to be a really good case study for teams that are Cincinnati in the future. One team that may also not make the playoff is Clemson. They beat Georgia Tech 14-8. to Their offense stinks. Mm. Um, their quarterback, this, I, that young quarterback they got does not look too good. He doesn't look comfortable. No. I mean, they should. They be, They put seventy up on Georgia Tech. Here's what I will year. say: It's still September. Sure. So, I mean, you see these guys grow by leaps and bounds. These college quarterbacks, more than NFL quarterbacks ever do, um, by the end of the season. And, and we may be talking about Clemson as the second or third best team in the country by the end of the year. The problem is their schedule's so weak, so they can't really even prove it. Well, that's that's what it's going to be. Is you I hope mean, that they have NC State this week? Like, what do we care? Oh, we don't. Yeah, but those are the things, right? Where you see a game where it's fourteen to eight, 
at Georgia Tech. Okay, you escape it. Good for you. You move on to the next game. But they already have a loss to Georgia. If they lose one more, they're out. And I don't know how many growing pains they can go through because as bad as the ACC is, some of those teams are capable of punking you if you're not if you're not set. Yeah, and their schedule, I'm looking at it now, and there's not a single game I can circle on here that I actually want to watch. I mean, UConn no. has looked pretty good so far. <laughs> no jokes, they have. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I could care less about that. I guess South Carolina, because that's an SEC team. Pitt always seems to give, in these big matchups, teams a hard time. I mean, what else? Nothing. Boston, no. Boston College. Where is that game? That game is in... Well, it's in Clemson. Okay. It's in Death so, Valley, I believe they call it down there. Death Death Valley, that's right. The One other of the Death several. Valley. Yeah. Uh, Penn State beat Auburn. This was a big game for Penn State. They're number six in the country. They went 28-20 in a whiteout in, in Happy Valley. Auburn just doesn't have the players. Bro, is Penn State the class of the Big Ten? Right now it might be. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, with Ohio State doing what they're doing. Ohio State, to me, will still be the class, but Penn State has looked really good so far this year, and James Franklin, there's a lot of rumors tying him to USC, too. The best thing he can do is continue to win games like this, and I know Auburn is not great, but they came in in a top 25 team out of the SEC this was a signature win at home for Penn State, and you hope to build on that if you're them. I'm looking, listen, and I'm not a big college football fan, but I am definitely looking for it. I hope these teams can keep winning. Halloween, Halloween Eve, Hollow Eve, I guess they call it. Penn State, Ohio State. Oh, yeah. The horseshoe. Whew. That's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, Ohio State definitely has. A few games coming up that they can improve their stature. They got some weeks weekies coming up. I mean, they played Tulsa. They got Akron, Rutgers. Nobody cares. But then they have a Maryland team who always who always plays tough. Yep. And they then following an Indiana game, which I mean, Indiana was ranked. Let's see if they can get their ranking back. They got Penn State. Then they play Nebraska. And then towards the end of the year, they play Michigan State and Michigan. So, I mean, I think they still have the ability to prove themselves as the class. But we'll have to see. I mean, Penn State, all they got to do is win. Just keep winning. It's all they have to do. They've been in position over the last few years where they'll get big-time wins, but then they'll have a let-down loss or they'll have a tough loss. I hope for you you're right because I'm tired of Ohio State despite the fact that I still think they're the class. And I think that Oregon game, I'll be interested to see how much that rattled them or how much that woke them up because it shows now you're not invincible. Not only did you not lose, not only did you lose that game, but you lost it at home. So. Yeah. There's that. And the last one here, Tom, we don't have to talk much about it, but UCLA, they lost to Fresno State, who's moved up to number 22 in the country. Is that kind of a dark horse team to look at, or does UCLA kind of lose a little bit? Dark horse in what sense, bro? We're talking about college football here. Just to finish up in the top 25. No, I I think Fresno State's going to fall out. Um, I I mean, I know I used a Cinderella reference earlier. I just think it was a little hiccup for Chip Kelly. I like what he's building over there. Yeah, I feel the same way, and they still still put up 37, so clearly it was a defensive problem, not an offensive problem, so that'll win you plenty more games. 
Yeah, I want to talk about some games for the following week since you're getting me into college football here and you got me all fired up. Uh, first it. game we got, an SEC matchup here, Texas A&M and Arkansas. I may, I may actually pull up my book on this one and I may put a million dollars on Texas A&M in this one. <laughs> Hopefully you're not uh, diving into the Sorry Sports uh, account. but well, The yeah. Sorry Sports account needs to fix its website, which I need to get around to when I get back from Florida. Because, Don't we have a secretary for this? Well, the secretary is using a lot of vacation time that he doesn't have. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, te- Arkansas, Like, why do they deserve the 16th rank right now? They beat Rice. And they beat uh, Georgia Southern. I know they put a whipping on your boys yeah. down in Austin. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, I mean, why are they d- deserving of this? Well, I think it was that, and there was also a couple losses in the big in the top twenty-five by teams that we expect to be back there. I mean, it's still like you said, it's still September, so let's kind of. I guess Texas a and played no one either, but I do like that team. A and M beat Colorado 10-7 two weeks ago, and they have a freshman quarterback who has to go on the road and win. And Arkansas, I mean, listen, we t- we poke fun at the at the bottom of the SEC and how they never have winning records, but the bottom of the SEC, especially the SEC uh, West, is still the best division in the best conference in college football. They have players out there, and they gave Texas a really, really bad ass whooping when Texas was coming off beating Louisiana, and there was a lot of talk about Sark. It, it all went away, so they're going to try to capitalize on doing that to A&M with their young quarterback. I don't think Jim Jimbo will have anything to do with that, but we'll have to see. Next game I have circled on the schedule is we have Wisconsin-Notre Dame. Mm. Wisconsin was... In my opinion, supposed to be better than their 18th rank. I mean, I know they lost already this year, so they definitely deserve to to fall in the rankings. But I think if Wisconsin gets a win here, they catapult themselves back into the top 10. And Notre Dame easily goes top 5 if they get a W here, especially being at Wisconsin. Yeah, good good takeaways for you, from you by right there. I You look at Penn State, they beat Wisconsin in the first week. So that was a big win, and because of what Penn State's done since, Wisconsin's going to fall in the standings, but not by a lot. That game was close. I think it was 18-12 or something like that. I'm, I'm rooting for Wisconsin in this game because a one-loss Notre Dame team will not even be a thought in the college football playoff. So let's get rid of that now. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. One loss team is not going to be a thought. A couple more games. UCLA-Stanford, that always seems to be a good matchup. Honestly, I think Stanford wins this one, and they take take that number away from the left of UCLA. Stanford is always well-coached, and they always play well, so I wouldn't be shocked to see that either. We'll see what Chip Kelly can do for a rebound game. Anybody else? Not, not in particular. I know it's not a heavy slate. I know Texas has Texas Tech, um, so we'll see if the Longhorns can actually get a good win there. Um, Alabama's playing a cupcake before they play Ole Miss uh, the following week. So, um, yeah, a couple games that you outlined there are, are, are going to be notable, but outside of that, this is a good weekend for you to be away. And you know what else? It's a good weekend, obviously, like every other weekend during football season for the NFL, and it's a great weekend for a little bit of golf and whistling straights in Wisconsin. Hey, look at that. God, you're good. You're good today. Drink a <laughs> shot out of a cannon. I am uh, dialed in. It's it's this weekend, man. They waited for you. Waiting for the Xanax to click, kick in for the flight. 
Um, <laughs> just kidding. I, I don't need that shit. Uh, it doesn't really bother me. If it goes down, it goes down. You know, it was meant to be. Sure thing. All right, Sean. You ready to make our picks? Got a little dark there, Tom. Got a little hey, dark listen. there. Sometimes you have to. You ready to make our picks here? It's time. I'm quickly, coming off a good week. Quickly, let me recap our picks from week two. I went two and two. New England, that was right. I, I picked the Giants, but then I switched over to Washington. I shouldn't have done it. Washington pick was wrong. That was plus three. Philly plus three. That was dead wrong. But my sperm bank pick of the week, boys, you are making fucking money. Green Bay minus 11 and a half. That is two <laughs> weeks in a row. It puts me at two and two. A total of three and five. Sean, you had a better week than I did. Only I pick, did. Only pick you got wrong was the Washington Deadskins. We'll call them that. Can I call them that? Sure. I guess so. Um, aside from that, you had New England. You had Buffalo. You had Green Bay. All good picks. You're at three and one. That puts you at five and three. So flip flop my record. Sean, are you ready for this week? I got to keep riding high, man. I'm feeling pretty good with my selections. You're getting better at this, man, and I'm getting pissed off about it. All right, you ready for the first game? We have Let's the do it. New York Jets. The first mm-hmm. one I sent you, so we'll just we'll just roll with it. Four minutes to my birthday, by the way, no big deal. Um, the countdown's on. The countdown is on. Um, we have the New York Jets facing off. <coughs> Sorry, sick. Oh God. Facing off against it's not COVID negative. Facing off against the Denver Broncos in Denver. Denver minus eleven. Give me the Denver Broncos. Good defense, high altitude. Teddy B's not going to lose them the game. They're going to put up a lot of points early. And the Jets fucking suck, man. Yeah, and the Broncos' defense is playing really well to start the season. They they clamped down on my Giants, and then obviously they played the Jaguars. Two really bad teams, and guess who else is? Your New York Jets. You said they fucking suck. I think this is going to be another really rough game for your sweet prince, Zach Wilson. But, hey, obviously they're committed to him come hell or high water. Um, so at mile high, we'll see if they can get it done. Uh, I have no trust. Give me Denver as well. All right, moving on to the next local game. Your New York Giants are at home in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. They play the 0-2 Atlanta Falcons, both 0-2 teams. So we're gonna see we're gonna see a team get a W here. Um, the Giants are favored by three and a half points at home. Sean, what say you? I hate both these teams, uh, one of them being mine and the other one being a team of mine that I picked a lot during the time in which you and I have been recording podcasts, our fourth NFL season here. Here's the thing about these two teams is they're very similar, right? The, they both don't score many touchdowns. Their defenses are pretty much easily – they can they just give up yards and, Folding and scores chairs. plenty. It's no big problem, and the, and the coaching staffs are questionable at best. Because this game is basically equal, the Giants only have this spread because they're home, even though they don't win home games. I am going to take the New York football Giants in this game. They need a win desperately. You can't go to 0-3, and and I think it's going to be ugly. I think both teams are going to suck, but give me the Giants. See, it's making you sick right now. (laughs) Well, actually, the Giants, given the old gambling adage, the Giants would actually be favored in Atlanta by a half point, believe it or not. Right. I need to make up ground on you early. Ooh. 
And for that reason alone, and the fact that I don't think the Giants should be favored on the road, I am going to take... At home, you mean? I, well, uh, technically they'd be favored on the road, so that's kind of the logic I'm using here. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons plus three and a half. Hopefully the Giants get you that win and make you a little happier in your sports life, but they only win by a field goal. That sounds very possible. Yeah, listen, that, that'll be good for me and good for you. Might be high scoring. Might be seeing something in like the 30s here because both defenses are so bad they can make subpar offenses look good. Absolutely. All right, give me your third game. All right, for a third game, I'm I'm going to pick a team that I, I went with last week and I, I felt as good about them last week as I feel about them this week. The Buffalo Bills are home to the Washington football team. They're a nine-point favorite in Buffalo with the crazy-ass fans and Bills Mafia. Listen, Washington played really well last week given the situation with Heineke at quarterback. Obviously, McLaurin is a stud. But if they were playing anybody other than the Giants, they probably don't. They're not really in that game. I think Heineke's good enough to kind of semi-keep you in it. But, boy, I look at Buffalo on the other side and what they did to Miami. They fucking killed him, gave him no shot, shot him out on the road. They're coming back home feeling good about themselves. I like I like Buffalo a lot for a week, second week in a row. They're going to cover this nine-point favorite spread. So I like the Bills. All right, my friend, that's that's a good one. I have the – I like going against – I like going against quarterbacks here that are backups. So give me the Tennessee Titans minus five and a half at home. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much it. Titans looked good last week. I think they're going to be able to get the running game going on Indy, especially if their uh, their linebacker there is still dinged up. Um, I, I just think that they're going to be able to get this win and get it pretty easily, win by a touchdown or more. Give me your last that one. Game, that game's in Nashville, right? Yes, that game is in Nashville. Okay. So the last game I have before your sperm bank pick of the week, your birthday sperm bank pick of the week. Hey, uh, it is I my got, birthday, officially. You like how I threw that in there? Happy birthday, buddy boy. Thank you. Um, I'm going to Vegas for this one. Oh, you Las bastard. Vegas, oh, yeah. The Las Vegas Raiders are, are four-point favorite at home against the fucking Dolphins and Jacoby Brissett. I, I'm laughing. I can't believe. This is a four-point spread? How? I know. How in God's name is this for? And I hate that. I hate betting with Gruden. I really do. But that is my sperm bank pick of the week as well. Carr, I know he's a little dinged up, but he's still better than Jacoby Brissett, slinging it all over the yard. They're going to be able to get pressure on this on Brissett as well. Their defenses look pretty stout. I I think they're going to roll this team. Oh yeah, me too. It's I can't believe it's four. Vegas always seems to know something, but. The real Vegas, the team that's playing in this game, I can't imagine this game being a let-up and it being close. No, not at all. I, I had originally had Arizona, but they're in Jacksonville, and I, I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury really makes me nervous, especially with clock management. That's a big spread at seven points. I think they win, but maybe they only win by you know five, four points. So I'm going to take the Raiders, and I'm going all in against backup quarterbacks this week. I can see that. No, that's a good selection. Um, all right. Well, you know, the, the good thing is, is if your sperm bank pick hits, I win too. So you're not going to have a chance to make up too much ground on me if we both do well, although you, sure. need your, you need your Falcons to beat my Giants or at least cover, and then you need your Titans to do work. Um, I definitely do. Um, and listen, 
boys, this is a birthday sperm bank, so we're going to double up on it. You guys will take all the money that you want on the first two weeks. You might not even have to go to the sperm bank this week because you got money from the first two weeks. Let's lay it all on Las Vegas minus four. Look at that. That's... You know, it makes me feel good uh, that you're that you're rolling into 27 feeling so strong. Now, you need to tell me, believe you mentioned on a previous pod, I know you've told me that you're heading out to Florida for the weekend. What do you got planned? Uh, we are going to play, my girlfriend and I, Michaela, are going to play the best part three course um, in America. So it's a short little course. I don't want to subject her to a full round of golf. Um, even on my birthday, I feel like that'd be cruel and unusual punishment to a person who doesn't really like golf. Aside from that, we'll probably, weather depending, have a couple beach days. Hey, you know, just putts around, chill out, uh, enjoy the warm weather. Just try and relax before I get back to work on Tuesday. Well, it's well-deserved. Um, I'm glad that you have a nice, nice long weekend ahead and somewhere that's going to be nice and warm for you get out on the links uh, subject her to it as well um, oh she brought an sport. outfit she's got a visor she's ready to go I'm, to be honest i'm kind of hoping she likes it and then maybe i'll take her to a real course see how she likes that and then i'll buy her clubs i don't know maybe maybe i'm making a little more harm than good because uh you know sometimes golf is a nice a nice time to be with the boys but i'm happy to have her too well there you go that's that's very nice to hear it it's going to be a good time, man. Good for you. Yes, sir. And thank you for the birthday wishes. I hope all is well down there. Um, are we on episode, what was it, four of Peaky Blinders yet? No, we are not. Oh, uh, I didn't have time Christ. to get through it, but I certainly, but I didn't, didn't watch Yanks. So I think it was a neutral week. And, yes, uh, yes. We'll see, what, we'll see what this week brings before we talk again next time. Have you ever seen The Sopranos? Yes, 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 yes. All right, so you're fired up for that movie coming out. I am. I think we might have talked about it at the end of last pod, The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, yeah I'm probably going to end up disappointed by it, but you know I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, uh, think of how many people were disappointed by the ending of The Sopranos. I, for one, thought it was fine. Uh, Very true. It's grown on me. Yeah, it leaves you thinking, right? Like, there's a lot of subjectivity to it, which I kind of like, instead of just the fin- the finality of whatever the ending was. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this movie. There's a lot of hype behind it, so that's something that I'll be catching. But other than that, man, you know me with shows. I, I do the best I can. The fact I committed to something, you have the only the Yankees to thank me for for that. Yes, well, three episodes in, I wouldn't quite call it committed. Call, let me know. Let us know as listeners when, when you're a season in. All right, that's fair. All right, that's well, fair. well, that about wraps it up. Thank you for the birthday wishes. I really appreciate it. Of course, it. man. Um, Good luck this uh, good luck this week and uh, what do they say? Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns. Roll tide. No, Those no, no. Just hook 'em horns. No roll tide. I'm gonna cut you uh, off right there. No, you're not. Um, you know that's what I say. That's the team I predominantly root for. But man, have a great time in Florida. Enjoy yourself. Happy birthday once again. And we'll be talking to y'all again uh, next week, right? Next Wednesday. Yes, sir. We'll be back. All right. <laughs>